What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hot Seat Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John Zuccarello. With me tonight, I got uh, Jimmy Andahazy and Mike Giannetti. And joining us for the first time ever, if you listened last week, we had a little trade segment from uh, an email question that we, you know, we just thought the guy that could pull this trade off, we need to scour the interwebs and find Mr. Soulglow69 himself. And we did. Introducing the newest member of the Hot Seat Podcast, Mr. Ray Gant. Nice to see you boys tonight. How's it all going? Awesome. What's going on, fellas? Good <laughs> there to have you there, Ray. Ray, welcome. The, the, the sexy, silky, smooth sound of Mr. Ray Gant, Soul Glow 69. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys. So we're getting in week three, already wrapped up. I don't know how this has happened. It just seems like the other day we were throwing our welcome to football parties and going crazy because it was Thursday night football. And now we are heading into week four. So a um, lot of storylines this week, you know. One of the biggest storylines of the week or of the season so far has been Ryan Fitzpatrick slinging the ball all over the yard. Last night, it seemed like he came back to earth a little bit. You know, we had uh, went from Fitz magic to Fitz tragic. And then all of a sudden, it's like the clock struck midnight again on, on Cinderella. And then he ends up with almost 400 yards and two or three touchdowns. And right. all of a sudden, Ryan Fitzpatrick finishes out as a top five quarterback again this week. So – Huge storyline with Ryan Fitzpatrick. It seems like I think they've already named Jameis Winston the starting quarterback. Where are you guys sitting with Ryan Fitzpatrick now? Is he a guy that is a must-own on every team, a must-start? I mean, he's a must-own. Is he a must-start every week now? Yeah, but uh, yeah. so, Johnny, I, I, he could be. You know, I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I was heading to that game up by 60 with Antonio Brown still ready to go. And I was nervous I was going to lose that game. You know, I mean, he is playing good football, and I was excited to see him really blow the first half of that game. And then, I'll be honest, went to bed and was shocked to find out what he was able to put up in the second half. So it, it's hard to sit a guy playing that well, but now when you have a guy breathing behind you, is he is – he, if that does that end up being differently? If he has that first half next week, and Jameis Winston is back, does he get benched? That's the real big question mark now. Yeah, is there a quick trigger? That's a, that's a great point, Jim. Is there a quick trigger when, to pull Fitzpatrick now that Winston is back in the fold? Mike, what do you think? So last week I kind of took the position that uh, Fitzpatrick should remain as the starting quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I still feel that way. I still feel like he, he has earned his position as a starting quarterback. And I, here's the thing, though. All right, you have to play law of averages. He is not going to continue to throw 400 yards and multiple touchdowns every single week, especially as he starts to face tougher and tougher defenses. So, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be able to, to keep this up. The Ryan Fitzpatrick cycle of life will eventually take hold. However, at this point, I still stand by the fact I think the Bucks should just ride it out. They should ride the wave, use the hot hand, and when he starts to slow down, go back to Jameis if you have to. But I, if, if for nothing else than just to wake Jameis Winston up and say, listen, man, your job is not safe just because you are number one overall. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Fitzpatrick this week was a bargain in DFS. Uh, now he's I, – I, I believe I read this stat somewhere today. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. He's the only quarterback in NFL history to start the first three games of the season with 400 yards passing. That's, That's crazy. Truth. Right, where where are you at on this whole Fitzmagic train? Are you on, you off, you're riding, you're dying? What, what are you doing with Ryan Fitzpatrick if he's on your roster? 
or if he's a free agent in your league. I tried to pick him up last week. Um, I got outbidded in a couple of leagues, but I'm all in on Fitzpatrick. I agree with Mike. I think there's going to be a timetable, but in a league where you're week to week and you're trying to get an advantage, especially at quarterback, I say you ride the wave. It's going to be dependent on if they win or lose. You know, if the Bucks are winning, Fitzpatrick's going to be the quarterback. But if they lose two games in a row, um, this is Jameis's team. It, it might light a little spark under him, um, but he's really not feeling pressure for Fitzpatrick. I'll be honest with you. We all know the story. It's going to be another two weeks at the most, maybe three. But if it keeps riding, then you, you have to ride that hot hand. So but- I'm all in. But he's going to have that game where he, he costs you a game. Is it going to be week five, week six? We don't know. But I'm all in right now. So how, do, how, does, it was nearly week how three. does Jameis react to that then? This is, like you said, this is his team. This is his franchise. And he gets benched for a journeyman guy. And then, because we all know what's going to happen, Fitzpatrick's going to keep starting until he Fitzpatrick's. And then they're going to bring Jameis back in. But how does a number one overall pick, you know, a, the face of a franchise, handle being benched for a guy that – I think he's on his 37th team and his 900th head coach. Like, <laughs> like how, how, how does Jameis Winston handle that? I mean, because let's be honest, Jameis doesn't strike me as the most stable person when it comes to adversity. He hasn't shown, the, he hasn't shown that he can handle it on the field. And clearly the decisions he's made off the field since his college days has shown he, do, he doesn't really have the – from the neck up off the field either. Yeah, well, maybe it's time he he, he grows up, and maybe maybe this maybe, is the maybe. kick in the butt he needs, you know, to to finally say, hey, this team's really a roll with the journeyman over me because I wasn't here on the field where I should have been. And uh, absolutely, and to be honest with you, guys like OJ Howard and Deshaun Jackson, they were both on this team last year. I know OJ Howard was a, a rookie, and it was Deshaun Jackson's first time, first year with a new team. But still, those guys were non-existent all season. I rostered I rostered both of them on, in leagues last year, and they were. Waiver wire B. Yep. You know, so we're, we're, we're looking at what they're doing with a guy that, quite frankly, isn't, shouldn't even be in the conversation with the top five quarterbacks in the league. And he's putting them all to shame, except for all the shame, except for maybe, you know, Patrick Mahomes. But he, he's got a lot going for him right now in really great receivers. Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson is, is so fast. It's, it's so unbelievable. That punt return that he almost took to the house that they, they called the penalty on. Oh, that, I mean, that's something we'll he, get into, he, too, all these penalties. He put it, he put it in the fifth gear from, from first gear and, and took off. It was unbelievable. Mike Evans is playing uh, to that next level that we were all expecting him to get to last year that he never reached. Yeah. And, and you've got a quarterback who's a lot more – I still say he's, he's – Fitzpatrick is more accurate down the field than Jameis Winston is. I, that's just something that I, I believe. Um, the truth is – you know, they weren't inspired. I mean, I, I, we, I hate to keep bringing up that stupid eating W's prep talk, but the look on Deshaun Jackson's face when he's doing that pep talk, I think, explains it all. Like, what is this guy doing? You know, and, and Fitzpatrick seems to be connecting a lot better with these guys. It's a mental thing. So that's, I, I don't know. Yeah, it could, be, it could be that, you know, there's just no – I mean, I'm sure there is an ego. We don't see the inside of that locker room. But it seems like there's just no ego with Fitzpatrick. He just doesn't care. He's out there slinging the ball around. And those big egos around him, those big players, those big contract guys that are around him, are happy because it's not about him. He's getting other. He's getting everybody involved. That ball's all over the yard. He's not locked in on one receiver. You see, they, that was one of my knocks on Jameis last year. He was so locked in on Mike Evans, and 
for good reason. The guy's an amazing player. He's last year going into the last season, he was one of my top three receivers. This year, you know, he fell what third round in most leagues. Yes, but um, just Jameis Winston to see he would get so focused on him. Defenses didn't have to pay pay attention to the rest of the field, and you could see it kind of took the other guys on that team mentally out of the game. They just weren't invested the way some people should have been. But, you know, Mike, you touched on it a little bit when you were talking about Deshaun Jackson. The penalty call, the, the things that are affecting NFL games right now that really shouldn't be affecting NFL games, these roughing the passer calls, these ticky-tack holding calls on special teams, every time there's a punt or there's a kickoff, there's a flag, referees and kickers are affecting the outcome of these games more than – I can ever remember in the past more missed field goals, more missed extra points, penalties on every other play. It's it's just sometimes to, to be honest with you, some of these games are almost unwatchable it, with, with the amount of penalty yardage and penalties called and game stoppages. It, it's just it's getting to be unbearable. I feel like like get, correct me if I'm wrong, guys. I feel like the refs are inserting themselves too much into the game. Am I right? Like right, yeah. you you've seen it like. These roughing the passer calls, like, what's your take on them? Uh, I don't like it at all. I really don't. It's hard to watch the game now. Um, it's really hard to watch the game. And, you know, a team is down by seven, up by seven, and third down, and they finally get to the quarterback. After you you work your butt off to get past the guy that's 330 pounds, six, seven, and you're running at full speed, like, how do you stop? You know, the the one below the knee, I can I can I can go with that one. But this new coddling one, where you know you have to like wrap them and roll them and place them on the ground real nicely, it's really ruining the game for me. Um, and I, it's unbearable to watch. The the couple of calls on Clay Matthews really killed momentum, and uh, I don't know. It's hard for me to watch the game now, to be honest with you. Yeah, how, how about the defensive player in Miami trying not to land on the quarterback, tries to plant his leg, and blows his ACL? Yeah, right. Like, these, guys, right. these guys are it's, taught, it's, I mean, from a, from a small child in rec, you're taught full speed. If you hesitate, you get hurt. And now they're teaching these guys going full speed at the highest level of the game, hesitate, stop, think while you're doing it. And that's how these guys are going to get hurt. It's just, I, I, I think it's, it's pretty terrible. I, I'm – I'm actually taking a different tact on this entire thing, or at least I'm trying to. Uh, the penalties, what they are good for is creating offense. I mean, you know, you, you take that penalty on third down, which is, I mean, I agree with you guys. You know, in real life, watching Clay Matthews wrap up Alex Smith and fall on him, uh, it, it was a really terrible, terrible call. But the truth is, it, gives, uh, it gave Alex Smith another, another fresh set of downs with uh, 10 yards. I mean – it's good for offense, and one of the reasons we play fantasy football is we we want offense. So it's yeah. good. Hold on, I think that's one of the. It, it, it's yeah. Go ahead. It's good for wide receivers, right? I think one of the reasons right. that over the last two years, right? So now you can't bump a wide receiver outside of five yard lines. You, you but God forbid you put a hand on them outside of that. Now there's no pressure on the quarterback, so you have wide receivers that are wide open, quarterbacks that are you know not being touched barely being touched, no pressure on them all day long the throw. And it's, I think that's one of the other things that's killing the run game. Right? So it's hard. If you don't have a running back from a fantasy football perspective that also catches passes, then you might as well not even start them. Because in this league, it's all about, it's all about throwing. You're, you're, basically, you're basically using the penalty game as your new running game. Yeah. 
Exactly. It's like, if we don't complete the pass, well, maybe we'll land on our quarterback and we'll get the first down that way. It's, it's aggravating to say the least. And I, I get what they're doing, but again, don't give me this player safety thing. And when you're having Thursday night games and don't give me player safety, when you're flying guys across continents and to foreign countries to play games and then flying them back and having them play the next week because the, the scheduling doesn't fit with concerts in those stadiums. Don't give me player safety when there are, there's legitimate ways to protect these guys and you just don't do it because it affects your bottom line. Plus, so, plus, did you see the two, there's two plays in particular, right? Jason Pierre-Paul hits Roethlisberger on the back of the helmet with his hand, yeah. and he pulls a soccer move fall. Dude, that was a complete LeBron. <laughs> that was a LeBron James flop right there. Like, dude, it sure oh was. My God, it was it terrible. Was awful, but he was like practically back to the end zone. Now they get 15 yards. There, you know, first down. It's that was there's that call, and I think it was. Uh, and I think Jason Pierre Paul hit him with his right hand, which is you know half a hand at best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. And, and then there was another one on I think on Andy Dalton that was basically like a two hand touch. Yeah, two hands in the back of his jersey, and and he fell over, and all of a sudden it's 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 a penalty. So I I get it, you want to protect him, but get some sort of consistency to it. And make sure it's an actual hit. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not happy about it. I think it stinks. I, uh, it's it's just funny to me how you know we ended up getting those uh, those rules about not hitting below the knee right after we lost Tom Brady for a season-ending injury. And now we're getting these don't land with the full weight of your body on it's the Aaron Rodgers quarterback. Rule. It's the Aaron Rodgers rule. Because now. we because we yeah. lost Aaron Rodgers last year for, for eight games. The NFL is just following around the top star quarterbacks and you know, whatever it is that throws them out for a full season, we're gonna make that illegal. So uh whatever I, I you get, do, I you know, get, don't don't look at the I get quarterback. The don't drive I don't I get the don't lift him and drive him into the ground. But if you tackle a guy and fall him, this is football. You're gonna get hit, you're gonna get fell on. That's just the way it is. So the the only other thing I can say is that we did have I don't know the numbers but I know for a fact that we had a, a bunch of people retire um, Hockley retired uh, two other guys retired I think Gene Scarator if I remember correctly so like these are seasoned veteran referees that have retired and now we have a new crop coming in so maybe they're just really solidly interpreting the rule just because they're so new. Yeah, but then, but then you have the league office coming out with videos saying that they made the right call and defending the guy. So, uh, it, that is that's the part yeah, that's, that's excusable to me. I, I'm willing to forgive the referees on the field to an extent. I mean, if they keep calling this shit uh, for another couple of weeks, I, I'll be upset. Somebody's about fired it. up. They're fired up. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I'm trying to take, like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to take the tack that it's good for offense and good for fantasy football. But let's be honest: if you're a defensive player in the NFL, you are getting screwed. You are absolutely – you are being told, do your job. But It's already hard job. enough to play defense. You're at such a dif- disadvantage playing the position as it is. You're going out on the field and you're trying to defend something. The other team knows what's going on. You don't. Now you can't use your hands. You can't tackle. You can't use the one thing that you had going for you, the fear factor of hitting somebody. That's gone. Re- receivers can't get hit for two steps after they catch the ball. Quarterbacks can't be hit in the pocket. Quarterbacks can't be hit out of the pocket. You, you can't put your hand on a receiver to kind of jam them up off the line. Like they've taken every – tool that that a defensive players had out of their tool bag like you're just out there like you're basically a tackling dummy with arms at this point just stand there and make the offense run routes around you and hope they run out of bounds because you can't touch them between the lines that's basically where we're going when uh they used to have yeah. seven on seven passing league in the summers when we weren't allowed to hit in high school and college it's basically what the the nfl is turning into it's a seven on seven league the line is basically useless anymore and you can't tackle 
That's what the NFL has been turned into or where it's heading, in my opinion. I don't know. I'm not going to get into that. I'm going to keep myself calm tonight. We're not going to have any arguments. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we're definitely going oh, to have arguments. Have arguments. Okay. There's, there's, so, there better be arguments. Transitioning into fantasy football now, now that we're done, you know, the fest- festivus for the rest the of us, box. the airing of grievances has commenced. Yeah. So, anyway, let's move on to actual fantasy football talk here. So, week three is over. Now, most, most leagues run 13 weeks. You get into your bout, you know, you're coming up on the quarter point of your season. It's time to come to Jesus with your team. <laughs> you know, those guys that you loved in the pre-draft, pre-draft process that you had to have on your team, and now they're sitting on your, in your lineup with one point, or they're sitting on your bench because they're unstartable. It's time to come, to come to grips with that team that you thought was a championship team after the draft isn't so good. You got to start making moves. You got to start, you know, making the right lineups, pick, throwing trade offers out there. Am I, am I right? Like, this is the week where you really need to, like, analyze, do I have the right team in place? Uh, right? I mean, we're far enough into the season now. You've seen the guys that are going to start doing it on a week-in, week-out basis. And you've seen the guys who was a lot of hype, a lot of hype train on them. Right? I think so. I honestly, I, I still think that we're two full weeks away from having more clarity as far as teams are concerned. Is this team good at defense or bad at defense? Is this team, you know, do they have a running game or not? You know, that kind of thing. I still think we're, we're, we're closing in. We're definitely getting better. I just feel like the first two weeks of the season are, are just such a, a mishmash and so confusing that it's really tough to decide where you're at. I'm still, I am hunting. You know what I mean? I told you guys last week, you know, take advantage of the guy who's panicking. Um, you can still, you know, that holds true. But at, at the same time, don't overreact. Don't oh, panic on Some you know, people yourself. were hunting on us this week, Mike, in our, in our stellar one and five start in uh, one of our leagues where we share I, a team. I'll, I'll tell you what, I know, <laughs> that, I know that Jordan Howard is not a premier number one amazing. But he's back. worth more than Paul Richardson. <laughs> <laughs> He's worth more, a lot more than Paul Richardson, and and Pierre Garcon, who I believe that was that was real a real thing. offer. Pierre Garcon, Pierre Garcon, and Paul Richardson for Jordan Howard. Yeah, that that was that, a real that conversation offer. was funny. Hey, are you interested in trading Keenan Allen? Sure. Here's my trade offer: Paul Richardson and Pierre Garcon for Jordan Howard and Cooper Cup. What? what? <laughs> I was that was like, a real. That was a real trade offer. He's not lying. I, te- I text I really Mike. I, say I text Mike. Are we those hyperbolic. guys? Are we those guys in this league that everybody's people? There's vultures just circling the roster. You are just those guys. At, just picking from the carcass of what used to be a championship caliber team. It was awful. Oh, I'm just like, holy crap! I just I, I lost it. I I sent Mike like 37 text messages in a span of 14 seconds, just losing my mind. You really did. <laughs> you really did. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um. So we we again we did come to Jesus. And decided that we're not going to trade with that ever. person, ever. And we're going to move ever, on ever, ever, to ever, ever, somebody ever. more reasonable. And and who knows? We might have one in the works. Uh, we had to stop the um, stop the negotiations to do this podcast. So we'll get back into it later, I guess. I guess. I've, I've been talking to him the whole time, just texting back and forth while we've been doing this. So <laughs> okay. always be closing, baby. Always be closing. Always be closing. You got to go get him. Where's my Where's going. my steak knives? <laughs> so basically. You know, if you got guys on your team that you had to have and they're just not coming through, it's time to dump them. It's time to cut bait. Try to package them in a deal to get something. 
You know, don't be afraid to throw three for ones out there if you're not having having that great a season. And on the other hand, if your team's rolling people up right now, don't be afraid to offer a little bit of your depth to try to get that final piece for you. You know, you know, don't be afraid to try to throw like two or three of these guys that are overperforming right now and get a guy like Keenan Allen or get a guy like I don't know, like AJ Green. I know he had a three touchdown game, but he hasn't done much since that. Don't be afraid to go after those guys. They, you think that's the piece that's going to complete your championship. Yep, I'm right on with that one because I, I just before we uh, got on here, sent out a trade to, to an 0-3 team, you know, two for one where they have literally no depth, uh, but, but like one good player and I have some depth and we'll see what happens with it. I'm not giving names. <laughs> Everybody I'm, not, just I'm not giving names yet. I just had to check to see if I was 0-3 in the league. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I got a trade offer. <laughs> All right, so heading into week four, you know, got a couple teams on by. I think only Washington and Carolina are buys this week, right, guys? Yep. So yes, there's correct. some big-name guys on by this week. Cam Newton, uh, run the CMC. Um, Alex Smith, who's been having a pretty decent season. Adrian Peterson, who I'm going to start referring to as the T2000, because apparently, apparently <laughs> yeah, this guy's dude. a cyborg, and he doesn't need – he doesn't age. He just gets oiled and goes back out on the field. So, like, he's – I'm baffled by Adrian, what Adrian Peterson's doing right now. But uh, it's, it's, it's that we're approaching that time. Remember how we talked about, you know, it's early in the season. Don't worry about him. Well, it's, it's uh, if we're at the quarter point yeah. here. And uh, let's just put it this way. Thoroughbreds that are older don't always make it past the halfway point. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, I, I like him for now, but um, I'm treading lightly. I'm not trading for him, I can tell you that. All right, Jim, Jimmy, so we're getting into uh, week four. Give us a little recap on how we did on our uh, ride and dies from week three. Ride and dies week three. Uh, we, we each rocked out a solid five. So not good, but at least we're all all, all stall in the even playing field. That gets us uh, for the season, though. So far, John and I are still tied at 17. Mike's still pulling up the rear at 11. Uh, but the good news is we got a new guy starting, so he won't have the lowest number come next week. So, so Mike's <laughs> math will actually make sense this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that too. <laughs> One out of four of us hates this statistic. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I will say this, though. You talked about Adrian Peterson, and he was what I think is one of the worst sits last week. It was my, my, uh, my sit, uh, and it was pretty terrible. So, you know, at least I don't have to make that mistake this week because he's on by. And, uh, you know, I actually thought Mike's move with Seattle was a little bit bold, but that actually panned out for them pretty well. So, so there's some, some good statistics. And I think, uh, what, Mike, would you say earlier that we're really consistent at the wide receiver spot? I think we had all those right. All yeah. Right. I, was looking at, I was looking at the wide receiver starts that we had. Juju Smith-Schuster, Will Fuller, and Emmanuel Sanders, all good. I said to sit Demarius Thomas in the same game as Sanders. I said – I like I like your start of Sanders, but I don't want to start Thomas, and that actually worked out. He had 60 yards receiving, which isn't a great game. Uh, Johnson has hit Josh Gordon. Obviously, he didn't play, so that worked out. Uh, AJ Green got injured, but um, you know, I mean, it, it was very early in the game. But I, you know what? Guess what? A zero is a zero. So good call mm-hmm. by you. I mean, we we nailed the wide receivers. It's running back where we get a little weird. Well, I think running back in general in the NFL right now is a little weird. Like we, a little weird. We've been talking about running back exhaustively since we started this thing. And they're so important to fantasy football, but it seems to be, other than like a handful of guys, they're so unimportant to head coaches in the NFL. They could, not, they need them. Yep. They could not care less. Which, which, is, 
which is why Le'Veon Bell is holding out to get $20 million a year. I mean, that's exactly why he's doing it. It's, it's, I, I, I'm trying to be on his side in this whole thing, but I mean, legitimately, he's, he's starting to have, he's, he's start, useless. He's, he's starting useless. to have NFL players turn on him right now, which is something you never see. You never see guys cross the line. It's starting to come out that some people on his team, some people across the league, aren't very happy about the Le'Veon Bell situation, but we'll get into that at the end of the show. We'll have a, our whole little powwow on Le'Veon Bell. But, um, Pay that man. Uh, oh, I agree. He <laughs> should be paid. But, I mean, the truth is he averages, what, 130 yards from scrimmage, uh, all-purpose yards from scrimmage his entire career. I mean, that's a ridiculous number. He's, he's arguably the best receiver on any team, arguably the best running back on any team. You know, like, that's such a true statement. All right. <laughs> but he didn't it's show incredible. up, right? So let's do some rides and yeah. figure out who you might be able to replace. Let's him do with. some rides. So right. I would like our, our newest member, our guest, to get us started here. So, uh, again, as a reminder, our rides, those are the guys we like. We'll put them in your lineup. We think they're going to pan out this week. And our dies, uh, opposite, right, man? Don't, don't start them. They're not going to have the week you, you expect them to. So, Ray, let's get started with uh, your ride at quarterback. Okay, my ride at quarterback. I'm going with Matty Ice this week. Um, I think it's a great matchup. Um, you don't really notice it on paper, but the uh, Falcons are banged up and the Falcons are starting to click on offense. So I'm going with Matty Ice this week. All right. Mike, who you got? I'm going to go with Andy Dalton uh, against the Falcons. I think that uh, that game has – two-week defenses that are going to be throwing the ball a lot to try and keep up with each other. So, Andy Dalton. Can't argue, right. with, yep, can't argue with any of those. Johnny, what do you got? Yeah, I'm going to go with Mr. Swagger himself in his first NFL start. I'm going with Baker Mayfield versus, yeah. versus the Fighting Grudens. And by Fighting Grudens, I mean – this guy's probably going to get fired by the end of this year, right? I mean, it's going to happen. <laughs> he's only got a 10-year, 100000000 He's got a shadow staff now. Everybody that the GM has in place, Gruden went out and hired his own guy in those positions, and he just doesn't even talk to the front office anymore. It's all bad in Oakland already. And they're heading to Vegas next year. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't like anything going on in Oakland right now. I love Baker Mayfield and that swag he's got going on. That entire team clicked as soon as he stepped foot on the field. I'm going Baker against Oakland. Jimmy, yeah. who you got? Yeah. Uh, I'm going Case Keenum against uh, Kansas City, mostly because I don't I haven't seen that defense stop anything yet. And you know when Keenum wants to, he can be there and he can he can throw the ball. And with the way Casey puts up points, the only way to keep up with him is to throw the ball. All right. I love that. All right, so let's do some dies, right? So if those are the guys we're starting, these are the guys we, uh, we think we want to sit. Ray, who do you have as your die quarterback? Uh, my die quarterback. I'm going with uh, the other Matt Stafford. Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I think Stafford is going to get some garbage points, but if Dallas wants to win, they're going to have to run the ball and play good defense, and I think that – they're definitely going to bring it to Matt Stafford this week. So, die, Matt Stafford. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> hey, man. We, we should think about changing yeah. the name of this maybe, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, there, could... there, there, there's something personal there. I don't know what that was. Yeah. Die, Matt Stafford. Hey, <laughs> listen. I, he killed me week one. 
he's been shaky now whenever I have to rely on him. I hope you're wrong there. I want you to be wrong there because he's the only quarterback I have in one league. But uh, all right, Mikey, who do you got? <laughs> oh, I'm going to go with uh, Jared Goff, Thursday night game against the Vikings. I think they got embarrassed by Buffalo last week. I just don't see the Vikings uh, defense, you know, allowing the same thing to happen twice. So I'm going to go with Goff. All right. I, I, can, I, could get, I could definitely get behind sitting Goff. I just – I get what you're saying about the Vikings, you know, not taking it in the teeth two weeks in a row. But don't you think there's just too much on that Rams offense for them to be held down? Yeah, I, the, tr- the truth is they might not have a choice. <laughs> they might not have a choice. I mean, it's the Rams. They are electrifying. So, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a bold move, oh, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. <laughs> All right, Johnny, who do you got? All right, man. So a couple weeks ago, I gave you my die quarterback, and I prefaced my statement with, you know, we're not giving you the, the sits that you know that you need to do. We're giving you bold predictions. And what I'm doing here is I'm, I'm popping open my shirt. I'm throwing on my aviators. Got my glorious beard blowing in the wind with my chest hair on full show. And I'm sitting Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic. Oh, that's that's the saddest die. I've yeah, heard man. Since we started <laughs> think, this show, I think Khalil Mack terrifies him into he wants by the end of this game. He's teaching at Harvard again. He's not even in the NFL. He just he's going to he's going to he's going to Vontae. Davis. By the way, wow. By the way, wow. speaking of Vontae wow. Davison, Chris Conti took that stiff arm right before half. He's on wow. today. That might be the last play he's ever in the NFL for. He got stiff armed across the field by Vance McDonald. He got so, stiff armed onto the IR. It was pretty the bad. official. <laughs> the official. The official ruling on his Her IR pride? was embarrassment. <laughs> right, embarrassment. They're like he will be out for the rest of the season because, oh my God, that was on national TV. Oh, dude, yeah, I haven't seen something like that in Pop Warner. It was pretty bad, dude. That was amazing. It was so good, the, and the reaction on the sideline from uh, Gerald McCoy. Uh, Gerald McCoy oh looked like he God. just got his favorite no, toy for Christmas. Not, yeah, not Gerald McCoy. It was uh, it oh, was a Steeler. Um, I can't remember his name. Was it Hayward? Um, it does Hayward. Yeah. Yes, I think it was yeah. Casey. Yeah, man, that was. They should have shown that on TV about five hundred times because that was hilarious. Uh, all right, completely uh, off topic already. So, Jimmy, get, get, sorry, Jimmy, give us your sit at quarterback for the week. So I'm sitting Cousins versus the Rams. I know they're missing some parts, you know, specifically some quarterbacks. They want to get some injury talk later, but I, I hate Thursday night football, and I, I don't see Cousins coming in here and, and and doing anything. Rivers was bottled up last week, so I'm sitting Cousins. Hey Ray, do you remember the highest scoring Thursday night game from last year? I don't. I think it was a 49ers game, wasn't it? It was. It was the Rams versus the 49ers. Yeah. I, I don't bring that up to, to torture you. No, no, no. Carlos, Hyde, Carlos Hyde and Todd but, Gurley both had three touchdowns in that game, I think. Yeah, yeah that was – I just I – for whatever reason, I feel like we're each taking pieces of this, either as starts or sits. I just feel like this game could be one of those type of games. So we'll end up we'll watching see. it anyway. All right. I'm watching it. <laughs> so – Let's go. Uh, let's go, running back Ray. What do you have as your ride running back? Okay, now this is uh, a running back that everybody's going to start every week, but I just think that this will be a breakout game for Saquon Barkley. I think he's going to go 
for maybe close to 200 all-purpose yards. Maybe, maybe two, three scores in this game. I two, really think that scores. he's going to eat uh, New Orleans alive. I'm writing all that down. Oh, right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be at the game, so I will Marco Polo you from the stands after each touchdown, so you can see just how Juju. I hope it's I a li- I hope it's a live feed for the entire game. It's just Saquon scores, Kamara scores, Saquon scores, Kamara scores. Uh, oh, I am so <laughs> jacked up for that matchup. It's my two favorite running backs in the NFL right now, Kamara and Barkley going head to head. Oh, it's ooh. I'm all jammed up right now. What just happened there, man? He's going to outperform Kamara. It's even bolder. I love hearing that. Okay, so after after that really awesome take that we just had right there, I'm going to throw out a name. (laughs) (laughs) Just bring the mood. Here comes Debbie Downer. I, I honestly, this uh, I really do think this is a a decent start this week. Uh, Chris Carson has won the job in in Seattle which basically means that um, he gets the keys to a Pinto. Uh, but Chris Carson against the Cardinals. The Cardinals are not doing very well against running backs, specifically because most teams are running at the ball. Uh, they're running out a lead at the end of a game. So I, I kind of feel like Chris Carson could be a good start this week. Uh, once again, I'm going bold. I'm really glad that I followed up Saquon Barkley. <laughs> yeah, I did that on purpose. I, and, and, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to argue with you, but I'm going to wait till we get to my dies. Uh, so, so John, you go ahead. All right. So, you know, again, I, I can't really, I can't even concentrate. All I'm thinking about is Saquon Barkley scoring three or four touchdowns this week. So, but I'm going to go with my ride running back this week. A guy who seems to be when they do decide to give him the ball is getting it done. I'm going with Tevin Coleman. You know, he's shown that he can shoulder the load there, right? I feel like, you know, Atlanta versus Cincinnati, I feel like it's a favorable matchup for the Atlanta offense. And I think Tevin Coleman gets a, a lot of opportunities in the passing game and the running game. So I think he's, he's a solid start at running back this week. And he's one of those guys that is probably borderline in a flex spot for you on your team because you probably – if you were lucky enough, if you have Devontae Freeman and lucky enough to get him as your handcuff, he's probably your starter. But a lot of guys jumped on Tevin Coleman. He's like that top handcuff guy, like low-end flex guy. So I, I'm starting Tevin Coleman this week. I think it's a good start. He was actually on my short list anyway. Again, I agree that matchup versus Cincinnati is a favorable one. Uh, but instead, I'm going with Chris Ivory playing at Green Bay. Uh, look, Green Bay just let up 120 yards to Adrian Peterson, who's like a thousand years old, uh, and two touchdowns. And if McCoy remains off the field, he's still banged up with that injury. I think Ivory's a, a shot in the dark. I think he's still on the waiver wire. That's why, kind of why I'm throwing it out there in a few leagues. So if you're desperate, or even not even desperate, he could have a good week. Jimmy, if McCoy does end up playing, do you still start Ivory? I didn't or... think Ivory was still in the NFL. It's a deep dive. dive he didn't have a bad week. Once they, you know, once they change the quarterback situation there. Uh, you know, is McCoy going to last? Here's the thing. Pick up Ivory. McCoy's not going to last the season. If if McCoy starts, he's going to cut into, into plays. But eventually, Ivory might be a serviceable flex slash bye week replacement. Okay. All right, dies. Right. Ray, where are you at on your uh, your die running back this week? Um, I'm sorry to say, I don't know if it's going to hurt Jimmy more or Mike and John, but uh, I'm going with Jordan Howard. Uh, I just think 
tough matchup. I don't think it's going to go his way as far as uh, momentum in the game. And he hasn't really done much as of yet. And I don't think it starts this week. Maybe Hmm. next week, not this week. So I have so many people offering me trades for Jordan Howard that I kind of know what you're talking about. So I will lower expectations and stash him on the bench. Right. I will probably lower my expectations and still have to start him because I don't have the depth. Well, so. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, that's that's pretty pretty accurate. Right. I was I was trying to pretend like I actually had a, a competent yeah. football team. Yeah, my team with Howard is not competent, not not at the running back <laughs> position anyway. Uh, right now, Andy Antonio Brown hasn't done crap either. So, Mike, who do you who do you got as your die running back? So last week, uh, I took the very bold stance of saying sit Carlos Hyde on Thursday night um, against mm-hmm. the Jets. That, that obviously did not work out very well. I'm going to do it again. Uh, Carlos Hyde against Oakland. I'm, I, I kind of believe that Oakland's defense uh, does have a strength against the run. I think that Baker Mayfield might try and steal the show a little bit um, and show what he's got. And uh, I'm going to take this tack one more time and see if it works. All right. Just keep riding that die every week, I guess. Hey, John, who do you got as your die? Um I'm going out to Oakland. I think I'm, I'm sitting Lynch this week. I know if you have him, he's probably your RB2 or maybe your flex guy. I just don't see much going on with that Oakland offense right now. I think that the the system – I just don't know what the issue is out there right now. just doesn't seem like a cohesive group. They start to come around a little bit this week, but I'm just – I'm not sold on Lynch. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit higher on the Browns' defense this week than I am on – then I am down on the Oakland offense. But Lynch is just – he's just not a solid play for me this week. Really, he's not a solid play until he shows me that he could do it multiple weeks in a row. I'm kind of taking the tact with him this year that I took with Amari Cooper last year. You know, yeah, he's on my roster, and he's going to stay there, but he's going to stay on the bench until he shows that he can put up s- starter points on a week-in, week-out basis, which he hasn't been able to do yet. Yeah. He's pretty much shown that he's touchdown dependent at this point. So if he doesn't yes. get in the end zone, he's not going to get you anything. He's, he's a glorified goal line back that gets the ball every down. Yeah. It's, it's basically what he is at this point. All right. So I'm going to go with my die as Chris Carson. So posing Mike here a little bit. I know he had a nice week three. I, I do get he's getting the ball. He had like 100, 102 yards and, and a touchdown. I, I just think he comes back. I don't think he hits the 100, 100 yard mark again. He, I think he'd be lucky if he gets a touchdown this week. So I don't think he's going to get it done. I accept the challenge. challenge accepted. Nice. Ooh. Ray, let's go on to our wide receivers. Who do you got there as your ride? Um, a guy that I'm never too high on, but I think that this matchup is going to lead him to a big day. I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders. Um, you know, Casey is going to put up five touchdowns, maybe six and, if Denver wants to have any chance of not getting embarrassed, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And uh, Keenum with Emmanuel Sanders, big matchup, big hookup right there. So that's my ride for the week. Sounds like we got a DFS stack right there, buddy. <laughs> I think so. Could be, Mike. Who do you got? I'm going to start John Brown against the Steelers. I think that he's really carved himself out of a really awesome role. Uh, as Joe Flacco's favorite target. Um, they have been throwing the ball a lot this year, and it seems like he's healthy. I mean, the truth is, when he was with Arizona, whenever he was healthy, he would 
really ball out. So uh, right now he seems to be healthy. He seems to be enjoying himself in Baltimore and their, their home, which is the big thing for me. I think when Baltimore is at home, it's, it's usually good things happen. So uh, uh, I'm going to go with, uh, I think that, I think that might be my favorite ride of yours so far throughout the season. Because honestly, John Brown's kind of being disrespected right now. Like he's still available in some leagues. Like you got a guy, he's a legit number one on that team. He's still out there in some, some waiver wires and he's done nothing but produce since he's been in Baltimore so far. I mean, granted three weeks, but you know, three weeks is a trend. He's Flacco. He's Flacco's yes. guy, right? Yeah. Yes, he is. I love so, this. Mike, Mike, yeah. I, I think Especially you nailed it on Thursday. this one, which means you've just been reapered, but <laughs> <laughs> So great. But um, I am, on the other hand, going with the same guy at wide receiver that I went with last week. And hopefully this week I will listen to my own advice and keep him in my starting lineup and not take him out for Latavius Murray and cost myself the victory. I'm going with Will Fuller. Yeah. So Houston has a really favorable matchup. Will Fuller is no longer considered a touchdown dependent receiver over hundred yards last week. Not all on the deep ball in the end zone, short yards over the middle. Will Fuller is starting to turn into me as this is probably going to be the last week that we're going to get away with it, putting him in prior die because he's starting to move into that must start every week receiver. Hey, I mean, he's no juju, but he is no juju. <laughs> and do not ever disrespect, there, do not even disrespect Mr. John Smith Schuster by, right. by putting him in the same class. All right. But all right. So I'm going with, uh, Still, uh, Shepard this week versus New Orleans. Uh, picking on New Orleans, I, I, not just me. It seems like that's 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 a theme so far. We had Barkley out there. I, I think New Orleans just can't stop anybody. Um, so luckily, they have a really powerful offense to, to get them close in the games. And Eli seemed to find a groove last week. I'm hoping that groove continues. You know, coming forward. By the way, I mean this 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 pick kills me. Is that down my pick of Giants? team member but uh, <laughs> I, I like Shepard yeah I mean you know one of the big clouds hanging over that Giants offense a giant huge mountain of a cloud is no longer a part of that Giants offense see you later Eric Flowers I mean you know even with a less talented Chad Wheeler less talent more desire equals better blocking yeah but you know what if you're gonna say talent and footwork are the same thing, then Chad Wheeler is ultra-talented compared to Eric Flowers. The footwork is so much yes. better. I mean, just starting just starting there was, was enough. Uh, you had me at bench Eric Flowers. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right, so we're moving on to the dies, this, dies for receivers. Ray, where you at? Dies for receiver. I'm going to uh, – man, it's a tough pick, but I'm going to go with Thielen. Oof. Um, uh, I, it's I I just I I like it because they're they're a really tough defense, and I also like it because it's a Thursday night game. But the problem I have is Akeem Talib is definitely going to be out. He's out for a few weeks. Marcus okay. Peters, the other guy, the other cornerback, the other starting corner, is questionable right now. And quite frankly, it's it's Thursday night game. I mean that that quick turnaround. If Marcus Peters does play, it might even be worse if he doesn't play because he might not be nearly a hundred percent and he might get made look silly. So uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's tough. This is a, you know what? Good for you. Good for, good for you for taking the stance. That's all I can say. I did it. It didn't work for me. <laughs> that's, that's the only other thing I could say. 
I, I sat out it of might blow it might blow up in my face, but like you said, it's Thursday. The Rams are a pressure defense, and Minnesota did not play well against Buffalo last oh, week. Oh man, so. that offensive line is terrible. You know, you I, might be right. It might just be coverage. I, we'll see. Coverage sacks. We or will whatever. see. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, man. Like it's bad. It might be Diggs that has the bad game, but I, you know, I don't know. I'm with you. I I, I, have, to, I have to go. I see where you're going. So, yeah, one of them is gonna have a bad game. I might have chose the wrong one, but it's gonna be one of them. That's so I'm going with Taylor. That's cool. You get half a point if that happens. <laughs> Only because you got to keep them in the eighth round or something like that. So, ooh, <laughs> all right, Mike, what do you got? All right, so I'm going to go directly against my good buddy John, and I'm going to sit Will Fuller this week. And uh, there's a very good reason why. I think that we've been disrespecting the Colts and mm. and their very strong defense for the last three weeks on this podcast. We have picked on them in every way, shape that we could. Uh, they are the second-best defense against wide receivers currently. Uh, Will Fuller, who is a member of the Houston Texans, this is a division matchup. They've actually got history. Uh, last year, he played in both games against Indianapolis, and this is, this is the combined two games against Indianapolis. Ten targets, four catches, 49 yards, no touchdowns. That's in two games. So, uh, I, you know, the history is not good. The Colts have actually shown very good against wide receivers this year. I'm going to sit Will Fuller. John, I think he's full of That was awful. <laughs> so we'll get to see. Is it, is it stats versus uh, gut instinct with Will Fuller for next week? I mean, interesting one to watch. John, who's your die? Um, I'm going out to uh, Seattle, and I don't think there's much going on in that passing game right now other than Tyler Lockett. But I think Tyler Lockett has a rough week this week, and I am sitting him this week. So, yeah, that's all I have. I mean, it's a tough week for receivers. It's just, yeah. So, yeah. Tyler Lockett, not really sold on it, but hey, listen to me. <laughs> I actually wrote down Tyler Lockett on my short list. So, uh, in agreement with you. Okay. Yeah, it's just the, the matchup. I don't love the matchup against Patrick Peterson. That's, that's what. Exactly. That's the. One of the few positive things that the Arizona Cardinals have on that team right now is Patrick yeah. Peterson. All right. So I'm sitting Devontae Adams versus Buffalo this week. Oof. And not because wow. all of a sudden I think mm. Buffalo is a good football team. But if you've seen what he's doing, you still got Aaron Rodgers on half a leg. You look at his statistics. He doesn't actually have a whole lot of receptions. He's very touchdown dependent right now. One each week. If he doesn't get those touchdowns, his, his stat line is, is actually a lot worse than it, than it is. And I, I don't think he comes up with four touchdowns in a row. So, sitting Adams. All right. I wonder if we see a lot more Aaron Jones this week. Uh, like a lot of a lot of running game this week. Mm. I don't know. I'm curious. I hope so. Uh, I so, hope let's so move too. on to the tight ends now. Who we, who we start in that tight end, Ray? I'm going to go with a guy I think that uh, many of you might be down on, but I'm going. I'm going with Kittle from the Homer. 49ers. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, yeah, you have to watch some tape on these guys to understand. Look, C.J. Beathard, I think uh, another year under his belt, he got to sit and watch Garoppolo pass the ball around. Kittle is a lot better this year, and they're playing the Chargers. Chargers are going to throw up some points, and they're not. They haven't been great in the uh, passing game um, on, on defense, so. Um, I just think out of sheer just targets and production, uh, Kittle's going to have a decent game. You know, uh, Kittle and Beathard went to the same college and were roommates. 
Thanks for thanks for that. <laughs> it's stalker. It's stalker. It's, it's just stalker. <laughs> he called me a stalker. I'm just I'm just saying there is a connection. All right, Mike. Right, who do you got to tie in? I I know it's not uh, Halloween yet, but I'm going to uh, uh, summon the zombie and bring back Antonio Gates as a start this week. Uh, I think that uh, he has been getting used um, in in a couple of the games this year. I just kind of feel like the matchup is is really good against San Francisco. I think that Gates gets in the end zone, so that's good enough to to start a tight end, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, given the number of tight ends, that's that's pretty much about true. Yeah, tight end, the tight end position in general is just kind of lacking. But right. um, so I'm going with uh, Trey Burton again. I used him a couple weeks ago. I think this might be his breakout game against Tampa. I, I, I he's too good to be involved this little in that offense. So I'm going Trey Burton. Good pick. All right, uh, I'm going someone that. Probably few people even know. Rhett Ellison came in to uh, spell Ingram when he went down last week for the Giants. Uh, again, for all the other reasons that I think we're picking on New Orleans defense, and you know the fact that that Eli Manning has been spreading the ball around a little bit after one week, one good week. Um, try Rhett Ellison. All right. The way we're picking on this defense, I'm definitely starting. <laughs> yeah. This week. No, we're really good it's at this. Just. I mean, John. John did it right last week. He he bet against the Giants and they won. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. All right. Who's your diet tight end? My diet tight end is Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. I'm going to get one of these picks right. Feeling a Rudolph. <laughs> so imagine the bat. I'm going Rudolph. Hammering Vikings Hammering. in the in the dodge. Jesus. It's not a yet. All right. You're, you're not a fan of the NFC North, are you? You're all your dies. Detroit, Chicago. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota. Jeez. It, it might have something to do with, like, the suicide picks and, and Minnesota losing to Buffalo. It might <laughs> oh, have something to do with You're that. very bitter so, about that, aren't you? Pity. Yeah, I might be bitter. That's I'm exactly what it is. All right, <laughs> uh, Mike, who do you got? So, I don't know why I feel so confrontational today, but uh, I think you should sit George Kittle because the uh, the Chargers' defense is actually – Pretty fantastic against the San tight Diego end. is one of the top five teams against the tight end in the league. So there's that. And I and I also think that uh, uh, CJ Beathard um, is, you know, he's a quarterback. <laughs> he's, <laughs> I don't. He's a, I, I just want to. I just want to see if Gates has a better game than Kittle. I, I should we oh, should, head, oh, to head. Head, to head to head matchup, baby. I, head I'm to head just, matchup. I'm so in. Let's do this. Oh Let's boy. Do it. I don't know what the I don't know what the winner gets, but. We'll talk offline. <laughs> I like. I'll oh, we'll report right. back on that one. All right, John, who you got? Uh, I'm sitting Jimmy Graham. I just again, Aaron Rodgers doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers. I'm kind of out on that whole team right now until he shows he's healthy. So uh, Jimmy Graham it doesn't look to be a favorable matchup for me for him this week against a Buffalo Bills defense that looks like it woke up last week. So uh, ride the pine, Jimmy Graham. And um, I'm dying on Njoku um, at Oakland. It's not about Oakland. It's about the fact that he's only had like, I don't know, two or three fantasy points a week since, since the beginning of the year. And I don't think he's just going to put it together all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, there's a big change. That yeah, you might, he might, he might be one of the biggest beneficiaries of the Baker Mayfield effect. But, but I, I'm okay with I'm, the, I'm okay with where the you're at on it right now because he hasn't proven that. It's been a year, year and a quarter so far, and he hasn't proven that he could do it yet. So. And Mayfield came out and threw the ball around. I mean, he, he didn't look at any key on any one person. Yeah. 
We'll see. I I, I don't disagree. I I just we'll see. Yeah. I think he's going to blow up. I, I personally think he's going to blow up. Maybe not this week, but it's, co- uh, it's coming. Soon. It's coming, but yeah. It's coming. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with both of the things that you just well, said. There you go. All right, let's move on to the to the players that can't touch other players. Defense, what are we doing? <laughs> I'm going with uh, Dallas. Sitting Dallas versus D- – or you starting Dallas versus Detroit. No. Yeah. All right. My bold prediction, oh, yeah. Okay. A little letdown game after the big Patriots game. That's interesting. Hmm. All right. Mike, who you got? Uh, I'm going to start the Seahawks defense against the Cardinals. I think that they will be the uh, uh, the regional boom team. I don't know. I, eventually, I'm going to figure this out. But Seahawks. I'm going to start the Seahawks. All right. And I, I'm going all in on the Brownies this week against uh, the Fighting Grudens. So, yeah, I just like – I think the, the Browns have a nice pass rush. Denzel Ward is starting to show himself to be one of the top corners in the league already in the young season. The kid's legit, man. He is out there like a blanket on these receivers. So I'm, I'm, you get good coverage on the back end. You got strong pass rush up front led by Miles Garrett. I'm, I'm liking what the Brownies are doing on defense right now. I'm going with them. All right, and I'm going with uh, Detroit-Dallas. So Detroit held New England offense to about 250 yards total offense last week. And, well, Dallas is Dallas. So, all right. Ray, who are you dying on? I'm dying on Minnesota. Uh, <laughs> we knew that already. Yeah. All the that way. was last week, though. It's a, it's a Thursday game. Um, I agree with Mike. This game is going to surprise you guys. And I think it's going to be some points scored, not by Thielen and Rudolph, but maybe Diggs and, <laughs> I don't know, Murray or somebody. <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be a high-score game. Yeah. And, There's uh, going to be a lot of points. The There's going to be a lot of points scored. You're right. By Gurley and Cooks and Cup and Woods. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Jeez. All right. Like, who do you got? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to sit the Broncos. Uh, uh, I'm tired of betting against Pat Mahomes. So, uh, this is more of a Pat Mahomes pick than it is a Broncos pick. So, sit the Broncos. And I am, uh, kind of doing the same thing Mike's doing. I'm picking an offense more than I'm picking against this defense. I'm sitting the Ravens against Pittsburgh. And I know this is traditionally a bloodbath game, but I just have a feeling about this Pittsburgh offense. I think something clicked with them yesterday. I think they're just going to explode, explode in Baltimore. Yeah. Dude, big Ben or big against ben Baltimore is, is big Ben has been playing so good. Even if you go back to like last year, the last couple of games of last year and put it all together, like, yeah. Uh, he he really has been playing really fantastic, and and that's at home in Pittsburgh. Ben's Ben's home road splits are ridiculous. So is that game? Yeah, in it's Pittsburgh? in Pittsburgh. No. Oh, yeah. I thought it was in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't interrupt okay. you. Felt so good about John Brown starting at home. Yeah. You should have. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you should have. I'm sorry. I apologize. I don't want to put bad information out well, there. That doesn't change my start. John Brown is. Still you don't want to put bad information out there. So you want to change your entire start sets or. You're gonna... <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, I think Pittsburgh's in for a letdown. You, you think... fellas. I know we're not on that. I think they are in for a big letdown. They had uh, Tampa Bay. That's, you know, that's an easy matchup. Kansas City, they had to come back. They were playing like crap at the beginning of, beginning of that game. And mm-hmm. uh, then they had, uh, I believe it was Cleveland, who they tied with. So I'm not all excited about uh, Pittsburgh as of yet. That's so what I'm we'll saying. They're, 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 they're due for that, that Pittsburgh game, yeah. right? Antonio yeah. Brown still hasn't had an Antonio uh, Brown game. Trust me, I'm, I'm aware. I, I, 
I don't think it comes against Baltimore. I think it's a division game, close game. I don't know. We could, you know, I don't know. It could be, yeah, it's it could tough. Be high these, these predictions like are for the week, Ray. Matchup. Bold predictions. Bold predictions. <laughs> I know. All right. I know. Speaking of bold predictions, I'm sitting the Rams. That's all I got. Still with the Mayfield. Wow. Why? You're going to sit yeah. in the Rams? Wow. Oh, really? Okay. I, I, okay. okay. Which Rams? The whole team. <laughs> defense. I mean, I don't know. Well, we already sat golf. Tough to... We already sat cousins. We already sat. You know, just sit that whole game. Thursday night football. Minnesota, Thielen, Rudolph. Everybody's been sat. We're talking about how great it's... this game's going to be, but everybody in that game is sat. So, all right, boys. Yeah, you got a good so, point there. We all like competition. We all like going head to head and thing. Going to do something a little new with you guys. Bring our new guest in on this too. Came up with an old idea. You know, I was up watching uh, AMC one night, and a uh, little Mel Gibson movie came on, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, yeah. Got me to thinking, we should do something like that on the podcast. So we're going to call this segment the Thunderdome. I'm going to rattle off player <laughs> pairs to each of you guys, and you're going to give me the guy you think is going to outscore the other guy. Two men in, give me mm-hmm. one answer, and we'll move on to the next one. Don't need an explanation. Don't need anything. No time to think. I want to, If you take too long, you move on and you get a zero for the question. Ooh. Oh, man. So let's make this quick, reactionary. You know, kickoffs in a minute and a half, and you got to hit set on that lineup. Which one of these guys are you putting in? And you can only use one. So who wants to go first? I don't care, but I'll go first. All right, Jimmy. You ready? We're going to go fast here. I'm just going to start rattling them off. You ready? I'm ready. Rogers or Brady? Brady. Lynch or Hyde? Hyde. Hopkins, Brown. Brown. Bortles, Darnold. Darnold. Carry on versus Drake. Carry on. Ty Boyd versus Fitz. Gerald. Fitz? Yeah, I got you. Watson versus Keenum. Keenum. Zeke versus Johnson. Zeke. Cooks versus Diggs. Cooks this week. Breeze versus Mahomes. Breeze. Ooh. Ivory versus Barber. Ivory. Aguilar versus John Brown. Aguilar. Homer pick. Homer. Fitz versus Rogers. Rogers. Barkley Kamara. <laughs> Kamara. <laughs> Sanders versus Demarius Thomas. Sanders. That's it, Jimmy. All right. So Oh, that was so brutal, dude. I feel like I just watched the hell, dude? an actual I think I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Like it, you talk about it. We knew it was coming a little bit. Like we don't know who was coming. We knew this was coming. And it was it was oh, brutal. I, I was sweating. I am sweating. <laughs> Holy crap! You didn't even go yet. <laughs> All right, who's up next? Ray or Mike? Uh, uh, rock paper scissors. Ray, go paper. Uh, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next. All right, step into the hot seat, Mike. You ready? I'm ready. Eli I'm Rivers. Ready. Rivers. Hunt Coleman. Coleman. Hill Adams. 
Hill. Big Ben versus Luck. Ben. Geo versus Breda. Geo. Hilton versus Keelan Cole. Keelan Cole. Goff versus Cousins. Cousins. Fournette versus Cook. Cook. Jarvis versus Juju. Juju. Wentz versus Ryan. Ryan. Gordon versus Gurley. Gordon. Julio versus Allen. Allen. Baker versus Stafford. Baker. (laughs) Connor versus Miller. (laughs) Connor. Marvin Jones versus Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Mike, you all right, man? (laughs) No, I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh, my blood pressure. All right, Ray, you ready? I think so. Flacco versus Carr. (laughs) Uh, Flacco. Aaron Jones, Alex Collins. Jones. Gronk, Kelsey. Gronk. Dalton, Dak. Dalton. Lindsey versus Freeman. Lindsey. Inunwa Cooper. Inunwa. Trubisky, Tannehill. Tannehill. Deion Lewis, Corey Clement. Uh, Lewis. Thielen versus, well, Thielen the ver- other guy. Thielen versus Diggs. <laughs> Diggs. Uh, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Josh Allen. Ajayi versus Michelle. Uh, Ajayi. Galladay versus Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Wilson versus Cousins. Uh, Wilson. Wilkins versus Crowell. Crowell. And Mike Thomas, Odell Beckham. ODB. Okay. Did you disappear? You almost got it. <laughs> you almost, like you almost got frog. I like Mike Thomas. I, I like Mike Thomas. Uh, that was a good one to end it on. All right, boys. So All right. we're going to revisit. Yes. John. John. I just real quick. Yeah, <laughs> that was fabulous. <laughs> That's it. Oh, it was heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. So, all right, it's kickoff. Losses are locked. We're going to see how you guys did with these picks next week. Uh, One thing I do want to get into, we touched on this a little bit in our intro, the Le'Veon Bell situation. I want to get a little more in-depth with this with you guys. A, do you see him being traded? And B, if you see him being traded, where do you see him being traded to? Ray, where are you at on this? Um, I think he should be traded. Uh, I, you know, I think there were rumors about Odell being traded this offseason, which we knew he probably wasn't going to get traded. But if you were going to, I'm trade not. I'm not going to lie. When, when when the Odell trade rumors were flying around at their height, I, I was basically taking the crying game shower. I was <laughs> in there just hugging myself, rocking back and forth, like just listening to, you know, in the arms of an angel by whatever that that. <laughs> Just, just hoping that Odell was still wearing giant blue when the season started. But any Tori yeah. Amos, uh, it was it was such a sad time for me. Yeah, <laughs> but imagine if that would have happened. Oh man, the uproar! It'd be all right because but, they got Barkley. I know I'm okay because I would have been okay eventually. It would have been like you know, yeah. you, you get dumped and then the prom queen asks you. Out, you take the prom queen out after, so it's all right. We we got Barkley. So. Yeah, but <laughs> but now but now the. 
Yeah, but now our date is the prom queen, so we're good. There you go. That's so. what I just said. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, off track completely. Ray, where are you at with the with the Le'Veon Bell trade? I think Le'Veon should be paid. Listen, it's a tough decision for any organization to pay a guy that much money, uh, but I definitely think he's earned it. Uh, but Pittsburgh, they just don't do business like that. You know, been plenty of players who have, you know – exited the doors, but I think you have to pay Le'Veon. I think you have a young quarterback that you drafted this year, and I think your window is still there with uh, Antonio Brown, and um, you sign Le'Veon, you know, to a four or five years, you know, deal. You have the rookie quarterback. Ben's going to be gone in another two years, but they're not going to do that. They're going to trade him, and if they trade him, I hope he goes to the Packers. I really do. Um, oh, wow. I, you know, okay. I had – I haven't oh. heard a lot of things, but the one time that I did hear that team, and it kind of just made me like, whoa, like that would be clutch. You know, I have Le'Veon in one league. I'm doing pretty well in, but if he got to play with Aaron Rodgers, man, imagine that. You know, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to imagine that. Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, that's my take on it. Talk about a, talk about a team upgrade. Yeah. Holy yeah. cow. Mike, what are you thinking on this? You know, the, the biggest rumor I've heard so far is the Jets, probably because of the area of the country that I live in, and the Jets always have to be involved in every rumor <laughs> about everyone. Um, but at the same time, I mean, I guess it makes a, a, a tiny bit of sense. Uh, you know, not to say that their running backs have not performed. Crowell and Bilal Power have been great, but this guy's a game changer, and you can build your offense around, around this one player and take a lot of pressure off of Sam Darnold. Uh, it would be interesting not nearly as interesting as going to Green Bay, but that's the one rumor I have heard. The, the question is, what do you what do you pay? You know, what what is what is Pittsburgh looking to get? I mean, is it is it a first round pick? For well, it's got to be. It's got to be at least. I don't think the conversation starts if there's not at least one first round pick. I'll be honest with you. I'm not so sure. I'm really, I'm really not so sure that that it would take a first round pick to get Le'Veon Bell. I, I think Pittsburgh is so dug in on this, they're almost willing to let him sit the entire season, and you know, kind of just, yeah. I, I feel like both sides are so entrenched right now, and they hate what he's doing. This isn't the Steeler way. Like when you think about marquee franchises in the NFL and how they do things, like there's two teams that really pop into my mind. It's the Steelers and the Patriots. And the one thing that both of those teams have in common with the way they handle things is they don't like their in-house dirty laundry being aired publicly, which is what's going on right now at Le'Veon Bell. I mean, I think there's a possibility he gets traded, but I think they're so they're not going to move unless they get what they want. I think they're fine holding on to him and letting him walk than trading him for something that they don't, that they don't think is enough. Uh. I feel like if they don't make the deal soon, they're going to be like the baseball team who regrets it after the first or second deadline, and they they could have got something really good for them in the offseason. So, you know, if you trade for them within the next couple of weeks, I think you get more for them. But if you wait until week 10, week, week 11, you're not going to get much for them then. I don't well, think so. And this is he another reason I don't – I don't. he's walking after this year. That's definitely – he's not signing an extension in Pittsburgh. But I don't think Pittsburgh trades him because a lot of the teams that they're rumoring, a lot of teams that have the room for him and need him, or AFC teams that they're going to be directly competing with for a playoff spot. So I, I don't think I, he definitely doesn't get traded to the Browns. They don't trade him in the division. I, I don't think they'll trade him to the Jets because I don't know unless the Jets. What, what are the Jets going to give you other than first round picks? Hey, dude, they they, they traded Santonio San Holmes to the Jets for almost nothing, at, 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 and he had just won the Super Bowl for them. Yeah. 
I'm just saying. I, I'm bringing up. I mean, like, I'm not saying he's nearly as good as Le'Veon Bell, but it was a fifth round pick. Yeah, that's what they traded to get San. If I'm Holmes. the Steelers and I'm and I'm in on trading him, the conversation for me doesn't start without at least a first round pick being discussed. I have a feeling that if if a team went out there and offered like a second round pick and another conditional pick, depending on whether they sign him or not. I think that what do you take. guys think, Jimmy? What do you think about the Colts? Yeah, so the, there's two teams that I was thinking about. Both are in, in that that AFC South division that are struggling right now in the running game. So Colts would be interesting. It's that's hard for them too. You got rookies there, but they're not moving the ball in between the tackles at all. And then the other team that I was thinking was actually the Tennessee Titans, who have like a combined. I don't know, two, three hundred yards out of their their both of their running backs after three games. I'm not. I see. I think the problem with that team is more quarterback than it is running back at this point. They're stacking the box and daring anyone to throw the ball against them. That's yeah, kind of what's going yeah, on. You can stack down there. the box against Bell. He doesn't care. That's a good point. I can't argue that. I mean, the, actually, you want to touch on the AFC South? I, you know. Kind of fits in Houston. Houston. Uh, Houston. I was going to say, pair him with Deshaun Watson. And DeAndre Hopkins. Now Will Fuller. Now go go ahead and stack the box. See what happens. Houston can send, you know, a less attractive running back back. I mean, Lamar Miller is a good running back, but he's not Le'Veon Bell. You could send a player back that you can use this year and draft picks. That's actually actually one that kind of makes a little bit of sense. I mean, you got to look at the cap space, too, because nobody's trading for Bell. If he's not signing a long-term extension, and he won't, he won't play for him. He'll do the same thing that he's doing to Pittsburgh right now. He'll say, "Okay, great, you you traded for me. Guess what? Unless you put me on an extension right now, we're we're not doing exactly. anything." So, it, it's did the Raiders gain this? Here's a question: Did the Raiders gain the cap space they needed when they got rid of Cleo Mack? Not even close, because they need a running game too. No, the. Hmm. I mean, they could they could cut three people. I mean, Marshawn Lynch, I think, could be cut for literally nothing. I, I don't think they they owe him any guaranteed money. I could be wrong about that. I would take a look at it. Yeah, that, that Derek Carr to... contract is just so big right now. That's just such a albatross around that cap that cap situation. But I, I honestly, I think the more we sit here and discuss it, I do think that he gets moved. But I mean, how do you trade the best running back in football? That we've seen in years and years and years, he's just electrifying. It, it it's a rough. He's so call. good, you just made up a word. Uh, yeah, electrifying. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. All right, guys. So um, obviously, this week we had some some pretty significant injuries across the board. Mike, just give us a little touch on some of the some of the things that people well, should know about. Biggest biggest one of the week, obviously, Jimmy G, the handsome one. Uh, ill-advised run to the outside, tried to make a cutback, and his knee just said, fuck you, I'm not doing Oof. this. Uh, you know, it was pretty nasty. So uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is out, torn ACL. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, you know, uh, probably not nearly as bad of an injury. Uh, he has a concussion, but uh, it, more importantly, he's, he lost his job. He's not going to get it back. He's going to have this concussion for a long, long time, <laughs> whether he has it or not. So uh, Tyrod Taylor is probably out. In fact, uh, I, you know, t- to me, a Tyrod Taylor trade. I was going to say, is, is, is San Francisco trade. now in the Tyron, Tyrod, Tyrod, 
Tyrod, Tyron, Tyrod. Is San Francisco Tyrod. now in the Tyrod Taylor market? If I'm John Lynch, that's a phone call that I have hopefully made. Or already. is Tennessee in the Tyrod Taylor market? Well, uh, you know, I don't think ten- I think Tennessee still thinks that Mariota is is going to be the that guy. But I mean, they're you know we've all we all agree Mariota doesn't have it. It's not going to happen. Yeah. So it, it, whatever that that is what it is. And let, Ray, do you have how do you feel about that? Because we talked about that on a previous episode. We don't like Mariota very much. What do you think of him? Yeah, I'm not a big Mariota fan. Um, I think he's slated to be a backup soon. Um, uh, you know, I think that team has a, a some decent weapons, and I, I don't think he has it. He hasn't shown it yet. There's a waste of talent there. I mean, uh, you know, you guys all know that I I kind of like I like Corey Davis quite a bit. I think he's very very talented. He's fast. He can catch the ball, and he's just getting wasted out there. It's it's a shame. I feel like everybody on that ten, or that Tennessee offense is being wasted right now because yeah. they're trying. They're oh, trying, Derek, Derek they're Henry, trying to prove Derek that they Henry made the right pick. So good. And they no, they didn't. So uh, moving on, though, that's basically the quarterbacks. You know, Tyrod Taylor and Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, T- Taylor should return to the NFL at some point this year. We don't know if it'll be with the Browns or with a different team. Uh, at running back, you know, the big ones are Leonard Fournette, who looks like he's going to be returning this week. It sounded like they were uh, optimistic against Tennessee that. Uh, that they could get a win. Um, it didn't work out. It was a, a horribly baseball score type of a game, nine to six with five field goals, no touchdowns. Uh, Leonard Fournette's probably going to come back this week and um, hopefully spark that offense in some way. Dalvin Cook, same exact thing, I think. And, and Minnesota's really pay, paying for it more, I think, than, uh, than the Jaguars did. I mean, they just got embarrassed. 17-point favorite at home. And, and it, does, it also doesn't hurt that they have their starting running back with a hamstring issue and two games within five days. Right. So I, and that's basically what the, it sounds like that's what happened. They decided that we're not going to, we're not going to take a risk with this hamstring injury. Let's just sit him now against a team that we should beat anyway, save him, keep him fresh for the Thursday night game, uh, give him a few extra days to rest. So it sounds to me like he has a very good, he, he calls himself day to day. And I have a feeling he'll well, play. Well, that, that, that's on one Thursday thing night. that when, when dealing with injuries, never listen to the player because the player can, player's always going to tell you they can play. Like, you know, there, right. there's reason they're not medical professionals. They're playing football. Like, they don't know the inner – they can feel what's going on in their body, but they really don't know the extent of what's going on. So, like, never listen to a player when he's giving you injury updates on himself because he's always going to tell you he can play. I think the truth is that everyone here, uh, I know that, John, you and I do have shares in, of, of Dalvin Cook. Yep. Um, Ray, and, Ray and Jimmy, I'm not sure if you guys have him in any of the leagues. But uh, I think we're probably going to bench him this week. I, I just, I'm too nervous that he's, even if he does play, that he might not make it through the entire game. And it's a tough And that's the anyway. good thing about him being on a Thursday night. We'll know early, so we'll have plenty of time to get people into that game. Right. I mean, I, I can just... Just to give you uh, insight into one league that I have, uh, uh, Ray, you're in this league with me, the auction mm-hmm. league. Uh, Carlos Hyde going on Thursday night. We weren't even sure if he was going to play because of the birth of his child. Um, not to mention the fact that I had him as a sit. I felt that the Jets' defense would be a little bit tougher against him anyway. So I decided to sit him. And uh, in that league, I traded for Leonard Fournette. I figured, okay, well, I'll just start Fournette. I'll be able to start Alex Collins. Mm. Problem solved. Well, yeah, guess what? Uh, Fournette didn't play, and I had to find somebody to plug in pretty quick. So, uh, you know, it's the Thursday night games. We've talked about this ad nauseum. The just 
you know, it's so horrible. It's it's horrible for these players. It's it's just horrible for the game, and they just do it as a money grab. It's whatever. It's, uh, it's a, Thursday night games are a baffling situation to me from a from a, a league that's preaching player safety. Yeah, you know, it's right. just this is not safe. We're not. This we're, is not. Yeah, we're safe not. We're not going to do that again. So, uh, yep. any other um, significant injuries we need to keep an eye on? You know, LaShawn McCoy didn't play last week. He's got uh, cracked rib cartilage. Uh, he is progressing. Uh, still questionable for next week. Honestly, I, I want to say that he's probably not going to play and that Chris Ivory will get that start. Um, but, you know, when it comes to LaShawn McCoy, I don't trust anything. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this guy get wrecked on the field. Uh, John, you've texted me about 400 times in our lifetime that said LaShawn McCoy just died on yeah. the field. And then, and then two, plays two plays later, he's later. in the end zone. <laughs> it's... So, uh, you know, that's, that's LaShawn McCoy. I don't know what to say about that. But it is also, uh, you know, it's, it's the Bills, you know, uh, <laughs> proceed with caution. Uh, A.J. Green, that tough injury, um, there really isn't a whole lot of information out there right now about how bad this injury is, how long he's going to be out, if he's going to be out. Uh, at this point, solid questionable to be determined. Um, we might have to wait. Uh, you'll have more information by the time this podcast gets uh, published. So uh, definitely, you know, look for better news sources than me when it comes to AJ Green. Uh, Doug Baldwin is also progressing. He probably will not play this week. Uh, in fact, I would look to see if he practices at all this week. If he does, that's a good sign that he may be back next week or the week after. Um, Anthony Miller dislocated his shoulder. Uh, he's a wide receiver with the Bears. Um, you know, young wide receiver that's got a lot of promise. But uh, he's he could, believe it or not, he actually could play this week uh, if he mends up enough. But I, I doubt it. I think we'll see him sit down for at least a week with a dislocation. And the other big wide receiver was uh, Alshon Jeffrey. He's not cleared uh, to take contact yet. It's looking like they should have just put him on the pup. You know, uh, so he won't be back. Uh, Evan Ingram sprained his MCL. He's week to week at this point. And, uh, you know, it, I think it, it kind of depends on a, a bunch of things. How does he feel? Where are the Giants in the standings in two or three weeks? You know, the Giants may elect to just shut him down uh, long-term IR if, if, if things aren't going well. You know, why risk the injury if, if it's not going anywhere? So, uh you know, that's definitely something to monitor. All right. Anything else you guys want to touch on tonight? It was good to have Ray on the podcast with us. Yeah, it definitely was. Right. Ray, I, I loved everything you brought tonight. Uh, thanks for coming on. We'll have you on again in the very near future, hopefully. Um, Jimmy, you got anything else to say tonight? Uh, nothing same, dude. All right. So, um, like, I, like I always say, you know, if this is your first time hearing us, thanks for, thanks for listening. Um, you know, you can – Follow us on Twitter at Hot Seat Podcast One, or you know, if you want to get in contact with us, you can shoot us an email at Hot Seat FFB Podcast at gmail.com. If you're listening on whatever platform you're listening on, hit that subscribe button. And, you know, thanks for listening.